Philippine National Security Advisor Hermogenes Esperon denies accusations he is sabotaging the peace talks between government and communist rebels. U.S. President Donald Trump calls on the World Bank to stop lending money to China. And Miss South Africa wins the 2019 Miss Universe crown. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. A new Miss Universe winner has just been crowned, and she is South Africa's Zozibini Tunzi. ABS-CBN's Diane Castillejo now joins us from Atlanta. Diane. Carmina, perfect timing because our new Miss Universe has just entered the press room here in Atlanta at the Tyler Perry Stadium, and there she is. I'm going to give you your first look at her. She is Zozibini Tunzi. She's there wearing the sash of Miss Universe and wearing the brand new Mowawi crown, which is worth $5 million. So there's the third Miss Universe from South Africa, Zozibini Tunzi, who is 26 years old. She bested 90 beautiful candidates in this year's pageant, and she got the nod of the judges with her beauty, wit, purpose, and sincerity in speech. After making it to the top five, Miss South Africa showed that through her answers that she had a mission, and that is to empower women to pursue their dreams, no matter their background, educational attainment, color, or social status. The competition was extremely tough. The top five had to answer a Q&A. The top three had to do another Q&A portion. And then the final three had to make a 30-second statement uh, saying why they should win the Miss Universe crown. And Miss South Africa was poised, composed throughout. She spoke with conviction. Second runner-up was Miss Mexico. First runner-up, Miss Puerto Rico. And our winner, Miss South Africa. Okay, so we're going to have a listen to Miss South Africa, who's about to make her very first uh, speech as the new Miss Universe. Let's have a listen. I don't think I've ever had as much All right, so there you go, Miss South Africa, just saying that she's overwhelmed by the support that she has received from her countrymen, both here and uh, from uh, from her hometown, and saying, and she also gave a special message to her family, saying that she loves them and can't wait to see them as the new Miss Universe. Well, Diane, thank you so much for all your hard work. Thanks a lot. See you back here in Manila. Take care. All right, meanwhile, it's mixed emotions for Filipino pageant fans after the country's own Getsini Ganados made an early exit from the Miss Universe competition. Local celebrities like Ann Curtis, Rufa Gutierrez, and Bianca Gonzalez joined fans on Twitter to thank Ganados for making the country proud. Malacanang also praised the Cebuana model for showcasing the unique beauty and talent of the Filipina. The 23-year-old finished at the top 20, failing to scoop a back-to-back -back victory for the Philippines following Catriona Gray. Gazzini, in her semi-final round speech, focused on her advocacy for elderly care. The world is aging, and my grandparents raised me, and I've worked in an organization that was supporting for elderly care. I learned then, I realized that there's this stigma between ageism, poverty, exclusivity, and invincibility. It is rightful for us to remember that they were the ones who paved the way for us. 
and we should reciprocate that love and no one should ever be left behind. Thank you. Well, Diane mentioned this just a while ago. Catriona Gray also took her moment on the Miss Universe stage as she made an emotional final speech and walked to officially end her reign. In her parting words, Gray thanked her parents, her pageant mentors, her fans, and God. The words woman power to my beloved Philippines. Isang karalangan po ito. You endlessly inspire me and give me hope. Maraming salamat sa inyong lahat. As I close this chapter, I do so with a grateful heart. To everyone with a dream, know that your dreams are valid and on your path you are never denied and only redirected. Well, in other news, just days after Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte again opened the door for peace with communist rebels, his security advisor gets accused of sabotaging the negotiations. Ron Cruz tells us more. A progressive lawmaker hits National Security Advisor Hermogenes Esperon Jr. for allegedly attempting to sabotage a proposed peace talks between the Philippine government and communist rebels. In a statement, Mine Muna Representative Carlos Sarate accuses Esperon and other so-called peace saboteurs of wrecking previous peace negotiations. This even as both the government and the Reds already signed a joint stand-down agreement for the talks to resume. The House Deputy Minority Leader says Esperon and others like him are again setting preconditions to the talks even before the two sides meet. Earlier, Esperon said President Rodrigo Duterte wants a peace talks to be done in the Philippines. On ANC Sunday, Esperon dismissed Sarate's pronouncements, saying he has always been for peace and the welfare of the Filipino people. I don't know why I should be a peace saboteur. Uh... When, uh, for one, I have been a uh, presidential advisor for the peace process. Mm -hmm. Number two, uh, in the position where I am now, uh, whatever is good for the well-being and the welfare and the way of life of the Filipino is uh, something that I should pursue. And in my current capacity as the vice chairman of the National Task Force to end the local armed conflict, I would always go for peace, uh, so I, I don't see why I should be a peace saboteur. I am oh. for peace. Esperon says the president also supports peace talks. However, there is no certainty when talks will resume at the national level. As of now, there's no definite word yet on whether we would restart a national level uh, peace talks, because as of now, uh, in our works now in the National Task Force to end the local uh, armed conflict, we have what we call centrally directed uh, local peace uh, engagements. Mm -hmm. And we have, been, uh, we have been talking to many groups in the, uh, on the ground, Sambuanga, Agusan del Sur, uh, Dabao Oriental, and even in summer, there are talks ongoing at the local level. Ahead of the possible resumption of peace talks, several cause-oriented groups expressed concern over the plight of political detainees. Karapatan Secretary General Cristina Palabay is calling for the release of political prisoners in line with the talks. Palabay claims the Duterte administration is responsible for the arrest of more than half of the political prisoners currently detained. Farmers group Kilusang Magbubukida Pilipinas also calling for the release of elderly and sickly political prisoners. 
The group says the Duterte government should seriously consider granting pardon or executive clemency to hundreds of political prisoners detained in jails and prisons nationwide. For Esperon, it's still too early to discuss the release of political detainees at this point. Mr. Duterte recently ordered Labor Secretary Silvestre Bellu III to fly to the Netherlands to meet with Communist leader Semaria Sison and discuss the proposed resumption of peace talks. Ron Cruz, ABS-CBN News. Well, President Duterte has several obstacles to overcome before peace talks between the government and communist rebels can resume. That's according to Communist Party of the Philippines founding chairman Jose Maria Sison, who says a bilateral ceasefire can only take place if substantive progress is made during the negotiations. This includes releasing detained peace consultants on humanitarian grounds. That, that's a concrete uh, act. Uh, uh, arresting uh, NDP consultants that's in violation of the Joint Agreement on Safety and Immunity Guarantees. And I think the president uh, uh, can take the initiative of adopting goodwill measure. They can be released on uh, humanitarian grounds um, in the spirit of uh, Christmas and New Year uh, in order to uh, create the climate uh, of for the peace negotiations and the sick and elderly uh, can be can be released uh, together with the consultants. After all, Mr. Duterte promised a long time ago that he would release all political prisoners. But in the meantime, he can use humanitarian grounds to release them. Then later on, general amnesty and uh, can be used to release all political prisoners. Sison, meanwhile, says he has already spoken with Philippine Labor Secretary and Chief Government Negotiator Silvestre Bello III on how to go about the latest round of peace talks. Philippine Vice President Lenny Robredo is set to release her recommendations on government's anti-narcotics campaign after Manila's hosting of the Southeast Asian Games. That's according to Robredo's spokesman, Barry Gutierrez, who says the vice president's recommendations are not meant to criticize the Duterte administration, but to address the country's drug problem. Gutierrez also says Robredo has already submitted two reports to the president about her findings during her short stint as co-chairperson of the Interagency Committee on Anti-Illegal Drugs, or ICAD. Duterte fired Robredo from her post just three weeks into the job. Mas importante dyan, yung mga rekomendasyon niya, yung mga tingin niyang pwedeng gawin. Kasi diba, nung una, ang sinisisi sa kanya, parang wala kang, uh, wala kang plano. Eh, wala pang uh, lagpas-lagpas dalawang linggo pa lang yung taong uh, nakaupo. Eh, uh, ganun na kaagad ang uh, patiningil. Pero dito, kaklaruhin niya kung ano yung uh, kanyang mga nadiscovering mga importanteng informasyon at ano yung mga tingin niyang hakbang na pwedeng magawa. At ang uh, pakay natin dito, ang habol ni BP dito, hindi uh, mangipit o maningil, kundi magbigay ng uh, payo kung paano uh, sana maayos lalo at papabuti itong kampanya laban sa illegal na droga. Kasi nagkakasundo naman tayong lahat na ito ay isang importanteng issue na dapat nating uh, pagtulungan. Tens of thousands of pro-democracy protesters march in one of the biggest rallies in Hong Kong in months. Organizers say around 800,000 took part in the rally, a claim dismissed by Hong Kong police. A sea of black as vast crowds of protesters took to the streets of Hong Kong's financial district on Sunday in the biggest rallies since local elections last month. 
It was the first time since August that the Civil Human Rights Front, organiser of million-strong marches earlier in the year that paralysed the Asian Finance Centre, had received authorities' permission for a rally. It estimated turnout of 800,000, but police argued it was much lower, at a mere 183,000. China blames the ongoing unrest, now in its sixth month, on interference by foreign governments, including the United States and Britain. But protesters are still determined. I'm actually proud of all Hong Kong people. We never give up. We won't give up um, in the face of the police violence. Police said they arrested 11 people between the ages of 20 to 63 on Sunday, confiscating weapons including army knives, firecrackers, bullets and a semi-automatic pistol, the first seizure of a handgun during the protests. U.S. President Trump calls on the World Bank to stop lending money to China. That's after the global lender adopted a plan last week to aid Beijing with up to $1.5 billion in loans yearly until 2025. On Twitter, Trump questioned the World Bank for its decision, saying Beijing already has plenty of money and can print more if it needs to. But the World Bank says its lending to China has already fallen sharply and will continue to be reduced. Beijing has received $1.3 billion of aid from the World Bank in the fiscal year of 2019, which ended last June. That's over half of the $2.4 billion in lending during fiscal year 2017. But the Trump administration is complaining the loans are not being cut fast enough, arguing China is too wealthy for international aid. The Philippine Mobile Legends team bags the first gold medal for eSports in the Southeast Asian Games. The Nationals beat Indonesia 3-2 in a nail-biter finals. This is the first gold for Seabol. That's the moniker of the Philippine eSports team, which will also compete in the championship round of Dota 2. That's going to happen later this afternoon. So far, the Philippines still leads the overall medal tally in the SEA Games with 113 golds, 86 silvers, and 90 bronzes. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.